If you would humor me, and if you are comfortable, I ask that you please close your eyes. Your physical eyes, but also your internal eyes. To allow the darkness to settle in. Now in the darkness, I want you to imagine your home, the place where you live, your room, your bed, where you spend your time in security. This is your home. Now imagine shrinking it down and putting it next to you in the darkness. Now I want you to imagine your money, insurance, life savings, any safety net you may have whatever that might look like. Now put that next to you. Now I want you to imagine your mode of transportation, whether it's a subway card, a car, a bike, whatever it is, however you get around, and put that next to you. Lastly, I want you to imagine everything else you own, food, clothing, the essentials to living, and also put that next to you. Now, as you are here in the darkness, I want you to imagine a light passing by. As it passes by, you feel a warmth, a certain swelling of hope and joy. And you know this to be Jesus passing by, this light. And you're pulled in. You desire to follow this light. But there's something holding you back. First and foremost, you realize if you leave you may lose all these things, your home, your security, your possessions, that there is a risk to following Jesus. On top of that, you hear voices saying, don't follow the light. Don't follow Jesus. Jesus isn't real. This isn't worth it. This is pointless. You're, you're not worthy. And there's this huge stress. Can I and should I follow this light or should I stay with what I know? Now I want you to open your eyes. The reason I share this meditation with you is because I want you to kind of imagine what it must have been like for Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, and to observe the reality that there are many obstacles that can prevent us from following our Lord in faith. We may or may not have sight in this world, but the world can blind us in many ways and present us with having, and prevent us from having eyes of faith, true eyes unveiled to see our Lord and to follow him without reservation. There are obstacles, sometimes things, sometimes people, sometimes ourselves, sometimes our own sight that blinds us to true faith. So I want to look at Bartimaeus as an example of what it means to have true sight in faith, to have a true, pure faith in following our Lord. Perhaps one of the most uh, clear examples of having that faith, that blind faith in our Lord in the scripture. So when we first meet Bartimaeus, he's on the side of the road. And we're told that he is a beggar and that he is blind. He's on the side of the road most likely because he's been rejected by his family or he doesn't have family or friends to support him. This is his life on the side of the road. It's a difficult life. In the ancient world, this was probably one of the only uh, opportunities to make a living, was to ask to beg. 
And the side of the road near the opening of the gate, we hear that Jesus is leaving Jericho, so it's likely near the opening. This is where you would greet many travelers and ask for, for some coin, for some money. And Bartimaeus no doubt received something. It must have been effective for him to be there, whether it be out of charity or out of pity. But here he is sitting, normal day for Bartimaeus, and he hears that Jesus of the Nazarene is passing by. And Bartimaeus must have heard about this Jesus, this rabbi who healed people, the many miracles he performed. And in knowing that he's passing by, he realizes this is his chance. And he cries out, Jesus, Jesus by name. And this is the first time in the Gospel of Mark someone calls out Jesus by his name. Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And this is an extremely powerful and profound proclamation of faith. Why, you might ask? Well, he calls Jesus first by name and then by his title, Son of David, which basically means a descendant of King David. But this title, Son of David, was reserved primarily for the Christ, the Savior. So for him to say, Jesus, Son of David, he is proclaiming that this is Jesus the Christ, not Jesus the man, not Jesus the rabbi, Jesus the Messiah, who's come to bring salvation to his people. And then he says, have pity on me, realizing who the Lord is, that it is the Savior who's passing him by, and that he desires to be healed, that he desires to be made whole. So he calls this out, and it is a very powerful statement. It's actually so powerful that it's become a very strong prayer, uh, especially in the Eastern Church tradition, in the Byzantine rite, and most especially in the Eastern Orthodox rite, it's called the Jesus Prayer. And it's a little modified, but it basically goes, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Usually pray this with a prayer cord, similar to a rosary, and each knot you pray the prayer, and you breathe in, and then the next knot you pray the prayer, and you breathe out. And you're literally breathing in and out this proclamation of faith as you enter into a deeper and deeper meditation of your faith in the Lord, asking for that deeper faith, that growth in faith. So he says this, he proclaims this, he says this very powerful statement that could have probably gotten him killed if he was, you know, surrounded by the wrong people, whether it be the Pharisees or maybe some more uh, zealous, zealous uh, Israelites. And how does the crowd respond that's following Jesus? They try and shut him up. They say, quiet, no, he doesn't, the master doesn't want to talk to you. They're probably thinking he's trying to get money out of, the, out of Jesus. No, no, he doesn't want to talk to you. Stay away, Bartimaeus. Be quiet. They haven't really realized that uh, they were called to bring people to Christ, not to push them away and reject them. But this doesn't deter Bartimaeus. He keeps calling out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And eventually Jesus responds, and he says, call him to the crowd. Jesus is probably like, come on, guys. You keep doing this. You keep pushing people away from me. I need you to bring them to me. You're supposed to bring people to Christ, not to uh, exclude them, to bring them into what I'm trying to reveal to them, especially if they want it, especially this guy who's crying out, literally, Jesus, son of David. So Bartimaeus, it says, well, after this, you, you see the change in the crowd, right? They're like, oh, okay, all right, come on, Bartimaeus, let's go. It's, it's almost mocking, like, Bartimaeus is like, come on, guys, you don't need to encourage me to go and see Jesus. I'm on, I'm, I'm in, I'm in on this. And this is really powerful language of the scripture. It says that he cast off his cloak and sprang up. It's fun to kind of imagine what that looks like. He was so giddy and excited. Um, and this is a very powerful statement again, that he cast off his cloak and leapt up and immediately went. He didn't have to second guess. He didn't have to think. 
he cast off everything that he had. Going back to the meditation at the beginning of this homily, to imagine casting off everything that you put aside. He casts off the cloak, his security. He casts off the side of the road where he was sure to have a place to receive money, his lifeblood, basically. And also to leave behind any money that he had, that he'd been begging for. Now, I encourage you to maybe think about closing your eyes and, like, if you threw your wallet with your eyes so closed, how you would find it. It would be impossible. That for all intents and purposes, Bartimaeus is putting everything on the line. He risks it all on faith. And that's because faith has teeth. Faith is dangerous. It is risky. It requires that we take that risk, that we trust. To trust is incredibly risky. And to trust in that supernatural reality of faith in our Lord requires us to put down our very lives, to put down everything we have in that pursuit of faith. Another thing is that Bartimaeus is actually literally casting off his old life. He's casting off the cloak, his life as a beggar, in the pursuit of following Christ. He's literally taking off the old man and putting on the new. So it's interesting then to also think how Bartimaeus gets to Jesus. He's excited, obviously, so maybe people are helping him along, but I'd like to think he's just bowling people over trying to get to Christ. He knows where he is, and he's going, and he's there. And there he is, he meets Christ, and Christ asks something really incredible. Jesus says, what do you want? That's a a big open question. And you notice that there's a parallel between this week's gospel and last week's gospel, where we heard James and John asking for what they wanted. And James and John, the sons of thunder, the apostles, those who are meant to be the ones to help establish the church on earth, uh, were asking for glory, for these, these places of glory on the left or right. But here, what does Bartimaeus ask for? He asks for sight simply and clearly, not for power, not for wealth. He asks that he may have sight. And Jesus says, go on your way, your faith has saved you, has healed you. And what happens is, immediately, his eyesight is restored. And what's more, he has gained this greater sight of faith. Notice how typically when Jesus heals, there's some kind of image or some kind of process. But here it's instantaneous. Bartimaeus has such a powerful faith that he is instantly healed. And now, what's more, he has that side of faith. He desires to follow Christ. And when Jesus says, go on your way, you might expect Bartimaeus to go back, collect his things, go tell his friends or family or whoever will hear, hey, I've been cured by Jesus. But what does he do? No, it says he followed him on the way, him being Jesus. And there might be some interpretation of what the way is. Maybe he was just following him out of the city. Maybe he joined the crowd of disciples and the apostles as they traveled with Jesus on his ministry. Maybe, and it's interesting to think because we don't hear about Bartimaeus again. Perhaps he followed Jesus to Calvary. With a faith like his, it's not surprising. All the way to the resurrection and then going out to really rejoice and live out that faith as a true disciple of Christ. One who lived with eyes of faith. So I think it's worth reflecting on today in light of Bartimaeus' example and his witness How can we have eyes of faith? How am I holding back from faith? 
Am I truly invested? Am I willing to risk things? Am I willing to put everything on the line to follow Christ? I'm not saying to go sell your house and your cars and blah, 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 blah. But what are those things, that darkness that prevents me from following the light? What are those things that prevent me from allowing the Lord to enter into my life and to cast light on the darkness and shadows? And in what way am I called to have that true vision, that true vision of faith? Amen.